Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are now tuned in to Flipping the Birds, a Philly Sports Network podcast. Eagles fans, welcome one, welcome all to episode 20, I believe it is. Of 21. 21. 21. Wow. Like yeah. Number of the DB who got his ass kicked today. You definitely took my punchline away from me. You definitely just had a moment right there. It's like Devontae Parker had all game long against like, our like damn DBs. Like against number 21. Like, I was Devontae <laughs> Parker, and you were number 21, and I grabbed it from you. You definitely just dogged me on my intro. Okay. That's perfectly fine, because you know what? This podcast deserves a little ruthless ruthlessness i guess you could say ruthlessness <laughs> recklessness right now because how bad that game was uh, i feel like there's so much to say but i really don't know what to say at this point like um, all the breathing techniques my wife learned at lamaze class i feel like i need right now i feel like i need your wife to go into labor right now she is should. that possible can we schedule that Go into labor right now. So the can we get a win today? Like, can that be our win today? That, that'll be the that'll be the only win of the day. If you're just joining us right now, Eagles are fresh off a loss in Miami. The whole team had a a Giants moment where they went on a yacht last night. They all took pictures with their shirts off, and out of damned for their whole entire future. That's pretty much what it feels like right now. On the plus side. Miles Sanders over 100 yards all scrimmage. Alshon Jeffrey looked good back uh, coming back. Him and Wentz were seen laughing on the sidelines. No, Jeffrey's a snitch. I don't know. They were laughing about something. I don't think they were laughing like, "Hey, I know it's you." Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, God, I, I, I just hate this damn game plan. It was bad. Like, they they went away from the run game in the second half, even though the first drive looked remarkable. Like, the whole having the two tight ends in the whole entire drive was phenomenal. But like Sanders averaged 4.9 a carry. He was easily getting four yards every carry. There was maybe, like, three or four carries where he got, like, two or three yards. Mm-hmm. Everything else was four or more. When, you'd have one start 46 times against the league's worst Maybe second worst rush defense. They were giving That's what up I don't get either. Why is Wentz throwing so much? yards a game on the ground. They were terrible, and you give you get JJ back against his old team, where you fed of Jordan Howard against the Bears. JJ second week back with the team, and you give him two carries. Like. Alshon Jeffrey balled the hell out. Nine yeah. catches for 137 yards. I think it's his first game over 100 yards in a while. 
I think since 2017. Um, cool. No, no, it was since early 2018. Um, I'm going to check his game logs right now, but like, so so if you're you're worried about the connection between Alshon Jeffrey and, and Carson Wentz, there you go. But um, like, how do you throw it that many times against a defense giving up 146 yards a game? On the ground, no starting cornerbacks in the game, and I don't know how Eric Rowe looked amazing, and that, that stupid little um, what should have been a touchdown. All right, the last time Austin Jeffrey had 100 yards, over 100 yards, was December 16th, 2018, against the Rams. Against the Rams. That's when he stole the the uh, pass from Aguilar. Yeah. Prior to that, first game of the season against the Titans in 2018. Eight receptions, 105 yards. Had no 100 yards receiving in 2017. Interesting. And then he had one with the Bears in 2016. Four with the Bears in 2015. Three with the Bears in 2014. And five with the Bears in his rookie year, including two over 200 yards. So he clearly peaked in his rookie year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been weirdly downhill. Um, Eagles, if they can't beat the Dolphins, they're going to struggle. Who can they beat? Morgan. Yeah, like, it's, it's legit. Like this, is not, like, this is not to depress anybody. It's not to, like, say we're not bashing the team. But in all honesty, they, there's no way to go to week 16 and beat the Cowboys and somehow win this division. Like for like for 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 some really stupid way this universe wants to work, the Eagles still can win the division, but they don't deserve it. Neither do the Cowboys. That's the thing. Like neither team deserves the division. Both teams they're, really suck. They're this both year. really fucking bad. <laughs> like and I don't care what Cowboys fan wants to come at me. Like your teams, it sucks. So does yeah. the Eagles. So does the Eagles. Like it's Absolutely. both ways. Not trying to be a homer or anything. Both teams suck. And you know, with the Cowboys, it's your head coach, plus your play calling. You know, you're not, you're not, you're you're feeding Zeke at the wrong times when you're giving make Dak throw at the wrong times, and your defense is not that good. It's kind of the same thing with the Eagles here, except the head coach is, doesn't suck. We Peterson does not suck. It's, you know, it's the coordinators right now. And now we got doors opening. We have alarms going off. We have everything going <laughs> off right now. This is this is the Eagles season. Don't but there's t- some positives, though. You're telling her to shh right now when it's your fault. <laughs> there's some positives, though. I mean, J.J. caught his first touchdown pass, which yeah, looked good for him, catch. too. One catch. And I mean, you agree on and that part. He should have been more heavily involved. But Red Ward, one catch. After six catches last week, I know Jeffrey and Aguilar were out last week, but he showed you he can play. But that defines this season. Then consistency. There's no, there's no real game plan here, and like for, for anybody to really progress. And Zach Ertz killed the game. Mm-hmm. Sorry, honey. Zach Ertz killed the game. Dallas got to look pretty damn good. Goddard had a spooky stat line, six receptions, 66 yards. He had the old, you know, devil 666. <laughs> but, you know, he hurts that drive where it, it was at least three points. That huge drop on that drive where if he catches that and he either scores or they're on the one-yard line, that's a game changer. 
and the Eagles did nothing because then I think Elliot missed what he missed a field goal on that right, right? Yeah. So that's that's a game changer, and then that touchdown at the end of the game, that's a game changer. Like that 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 touchdown catch was a little tougher, but like he had it, and then he tried to pull it and he loses it. So let's look this in the butt real quick. Ah, he should have been inactive. He should have played. For the Wentz haters, how do you feel Carson did today? Like in the, in the first half of this, in the first half of the game, I I came out on Twitter. I said I think he was he was he was okay. Like he was he was making good passes, but at times he was deciding to float it when he should have drilled it, and he was drilling it when he should have floated it. Mm-hmm. Like he he was making and his footwork was a little off too. But in the second half, he turned it on. Like he his inter, his only interception of the game was a hail mary at the end of the game. Like, really it, it, it is what it is. Like, yeah. like we're not. So for discounting that interception, he went 28 for th- 45, not 28 for 46. 28 for 45 with three touchdowns. And that drives me nuts because they ran the ball only what 20 times. Nineteen times for 89 yards. Like that's a 4.7 yards per carry. And they didn't lean on it. And Sanders looked pretty good. Like, how, like... But this defines the season. This is exactly what's been happening all season long. The decision-making by the coaches is just as bad as the decision-making by our receivers, our quarterback. (laughs) It's just trickling down everywhere. And we've gotten to the point of the season where Cowboys fans, like that that, that Cowboys Twitter account, Blogging the Boys, Mm Mm-hmm. They came out with a poll, which is obviously going to be is going to be very biased. Of course. Whose loss was worse, Eagles versus the Dolphins today, or Cowboys versus the Jets? What was the score for the Cowboys and Jets? It was like seventy-five percent saying this was the worst loss. Obviously, it's going to be biased. Yeah. Um, but like at the same time, like it was twenty-four, twenty-two. Jets, Jets, one twenty four, twenty two, but you know, you are, and, and and I saw the argument. So Eagles are facing obviously rebuilding team. Jets aren't rebuilding. Ha ha ha. Jets, you were facing Sam Darnold for the first time since he came back from Mono. Like he was, <laughs> <laughs> he fresh was, out the strip club. He was, he was fresh <laughs> out with a new spleen. Like and, you know, and, and it shouldn't have been close at all. It shouldn't have even been a win, but. We've gone to the point where you now you were bragging with whose loss was worse. That's, it's, how, that's how bad this division. That's is. how bad the season has been for both teams. Mm-hmm. It's you know, right now the Cowboys fans are clamoring for a new head coach. Eagles fans are clamoring for new coordinators. And for for the last few weeks, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, I've been saying I've been giving you know Peter um, Schwartz. I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt. Out of all the re- the whole season, I've been saying fire Schwartz, fire Schwartz, and he finally looks like he's finally adjusted. Mm-hmm. He kept Tom Brady in check. He kept Russell Wilson in check for the most part, and then he gets his game, whole game plan gets lit up by Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm that done with him. I'm done with him. I'm, there's nothing he can do this year to to change my mind. I, it, the Eagles can win the next four games, including the Cowboys. He could do, call a shutout the next four I'm games. Let me ask you a question. Done. Do you honestly think, or would would you know what? Would it throw you off if the Eagles make don't make any um, coaching staff moves this offseason? And would it surprise you? Uh, 
It would surprise me, yes, because you see what's going on right now. So why, what, like, if if they were to bring everybody back, I would hope the media asked Doug and Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman, what the hell did you see that you saw that that, like, that you could grow on from the next year? Because there's absolutely nothing. There's nothing. The play calling is is as vanilla, as vanilla ice. Like, it, it's it's so bad. Like you have, they finally, finally, for the first time, maybe second time all year, saw that. Wow, wow, Wentz is really good outside the pocket. <laughs> wow, if we roll out Wentz, that oh wow, it really helps. It really, it really goes to his strengths. Not keeping him in the pocket when the pocket collapses and then he gets sacked and everybody's like, oh, he should have got the ball out quick. No, if he rolls out, he can see the whole field and he is good. He's good to go. Mm-hmm. But that there's no creativity anymore. There isn't. It's Zero. just it's a very and, lousy and, offense. And that is a testament on Peterson because he he allowed someone fired for by his dad to run his you know offensive game planning, and it's also a testament on how bad Mike Grow is. It's well, like it's it's I don't know. It just blows my mind. Like. The fact that the, the fan base sees it, the media sees it, what the hell is going on behind closed doors that th- nobody's making any adjustments, nobody's making any moves? Like, why is nobody being held accountable to the point where it's like, no, let me take the reins, let me take this over, get rid of this person, let's let's find a way to win. Nobody's trying to find a way to win. They're literally just finding ways of just being complacent. And at this point in the season, it's just, it's terrible. It's, and it's and the fact that the fact that Doug Peterson during his press conference just now just said Miami's a good football team. Mind blowing. Shut up. <laughs> like like every mock draft, everything is is, is calling for the, is saying that, that Miami's gonna be picking top five. If you lose to a top five projected team in the draft next year, that's bad. It's terrible. But they're facing two more. In the next couple exactly. weeks. Exactly. So now <laughs> the, the Giants and Redskins are about to about to ruin their draft position because the Eagles suck enough to to, to lose to bad teams. So since we're talking about that, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. Uh, I'm advancing. I'm simulating the the whole season right now. Off season wise, I'd be I would be perfectly fine if the Eagles missed the playoffs this season, just because I need them to have a high pick in this draft for a damn wide receiver to line up alongside JJ Ortega Whiteside. I'm done with Aguilar. I'm, I'm Aguilar's, not coming with, back. Aguilar's not coming back. Uh, hell no. But Jeffrey, he, the guy's not who he used to be. Jeffrey, like, again, like we said last week, it's going to be so hard for the Eagles to it's move the on from him because of his guarantees. But there's, there's got to no be a way to make it work. There's it no way, way. Unless, unless. Didn't know. we sign Byron Maxwell to a crazy contract and yeah, still move him? Yeah, but, you know. Unless <laughs> you're avoiding it, <laughs> I don't. I, I uh, unless <laughs> here's my idea. If Jeffrey, obviously he had a really good game today. Absolutely. If Jeffrey's obviously and he and he voices his concern with the coaching staff, like, listen, I'm, re- like, I don't belong here or or something like that. And the coaching staff is like, okay, we we know this team or this team, this team is very interested in in joining you. But the only way we can, we are going to move you to that team so you can be healthy, um, happy, is if you work with us and restructure your deal. If if Jeffrey restructures his deal in a way that it helps the Eagles 
dead cap hit or whatever in an agreement that they trade him wherever he wants, maybe that would work. But they can't trade him right now. There's, they're going to have a $17 million cap hit. And, you know, that's that's very <laughs> that's terrible. I don't yeah. get why they put themselves in this position, knowing that he's about to be over 31, or, uh, over 30 years old. Or is he going to be 31, I think? They really, really relied on the whole band getting back together and... That's it. Like they, they were complacent. That's the problem with this whole offseason. Like, it's so crazy that before the season, we were like, this is amazing. This is the perfect roster. This roster is going to blow it out the water. But they, they were very complacent. You know, I saw the report that Joe Banner, the failed Eagles executive, mm-hmm. came out and said that either Jeffrey or Deshaun Jackson is not going to be with the team next year. Well, you clearly just stated why that's that's a statement we shouldn't even worry about. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, but thing is, if if Deshaun Jackson's gone next year without even even a chance I this year, happens, I doubt it happens too. But without even really a chance this year to make an impact, he made an impact in one game, and we saw the kind of impact he could make in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have had the surgery when we first, they first found out of the mm-hmm. injury, but it's it's. It's gone. The point I don't really blame it on him. Like he, he was back in Eagles Green. He wanted to play again. Like he was dying to make sure he was on the field somehow, some way. Yeah, there was some, but, there hasn't been some miscommunication somewhere along the lines. But I think that knowing Deshaun's now injury, now he has injury history. He, he kind of had one before, but now it's 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 tenfold with mm-hmm. this. They draft his replacement. They drafted Alshon's replacement in JJ. That that, that was obvious. You draft Deshaun's replacement in the first round. Second round, I'm good defensively. Go defense, maybe safety, maybe Xavier McKinley, um, maybe a guy to pair next to Cox once Malik Jackson's gone. It's so funny that you say you said that. I'm gonna, just a little detour. So I know this is this is super irrelevant because this is not real life. But in Madden, I traded Jeffrey in a third round pick to the Jaguars for a first round pick, and I got Ceedee Lamb. Second round, I went for exactly who you just said, Xavier McKinley. Just you, right? you so reminded me. You reminded so me of the moment. We had two first round picks. Yeah, we had two first round picks. I forgot who I drafted again for the first. Don't know if I traded it. Don't remember. That's stupid. I'm mad you just looked into that whole, the whole thing when I just you know connected the dots and you wanted to look deeper Jag- into it. Jaguars, Jaguars will never do that. Of course not. But you know it's. It is interesting to think about what teams would actually take. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell that was. I thought aliens were contacting us or something. <laughs> and so I, I, I pulled something up on my computer and I added something. <laughs> so the government I think was tapping us. <laughs> I didn't think you could hear that because we got my, my, my headphones in and the microphone over there. No, I heard that loud and clear. Oh, whatever. <laughs> So, like, so right now, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a mock draft right now. I'm taking okay, rugs. I'm, I'm taking rugs right now. First round. Over like, CD Lamb? Over Lamb was drafted. Ninth oh, overall cool. to the Jaguars. That's what I'm saying. The Jaguars are going to have a – that Jags are going to have a, a high pick. They're not trading first round for Jeffrey and a third round pick. I just want to say one more thing, too. Speaking of Jaguars, 
Nick Foles, Nick Foles got is not a good season quarterback. I'm not get gonna over it. it. I'm not going to get into it because people are going to get really angry and they're really. No, let it go. I don't want to hear anything about Wentz has exactly. to get traded in that like, crap. Yeah, let, let, let's drop the whole. Wentz should be gone because Foles was better. Foles is good for a spurt. His spurt in 2017 was, at, and it happened to be the Super Bowl spurt. Full spurt last year was the spurt to get into the playoffs last year. That's his spurt. The first two games of the season last year, he was terrible. Like the 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 first couple games in when in 2017, he was terrible. Raiders game and the game after that, I forget which game it was, but he was awful. And then he had a spurt. Mm-hmm. He's a Not have a season long spurt. He has a four or five game spurt. Mm-hmm. In a, his spurt this year may have been the first game, first few games of the season if he did if he hadn't gotten hurt. Who knows if he would have been good the rest of the season? It's but he got hurt unfortunately, and now he's back and you see Nick Foles for who he is. Yeah. He's a placeholder mm-hmm. who can maybe go on spurts, and plenty of backup quarterbacks can go on spurts. Let's take a positive note on this. Carson Wentz is still healthy right now. We we have past week thirteen. And or not get injured in this game. Both games in. It is a five and seven record. We can argue about records, QB wins and losses or whatever. But he's he has started and finished every game. Yep. He's, and he's taking blame when he hasn't needed to take blame. Right. He is. But he hasn't been perfect. But just saying out there. All right. So back to my mock draft quick. Right, yeah. Let's, let's focus on that. Uh, so I took Ruggs first pick. Um. Right now, my choices are Dylan Moses, linebacker, who is who is coming off an ACL injury. He he is not cleared to play. Yeah, it just happened in in um, August. He is an elite linebacking prospect, elite. Like like Miles Jack. Or is he a second round? This is for second round right now. He dropped to the second. Okay, so before you do the second round, sell me on rugs. Why rugs? Why rugs? His, don't, and don't say why not either. Like I want an actual answer. <laughs> his speed, he's a four-two, maybe four-two-three, four-two-four runner. He's so fast. He he does need to he does need to work on his routes a little bit, mm-hmm. but he can change his body in the air to make catches that no one else can. Like he's he can move in between defenders like crazy. He's a red zone threat because he can jump over everybody. He's so good pairing with our day. He, he can catch. His hands are very strong. His very strong hands. Like he 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 finds the ball, unlike Aguilar, and and unlike Darby too. Um, <laughs> he finds the ball in the air, and he brings it down. Like that's that's runs. It's, so he's a Devontae Parker versus Eagles kind of player right now. <laughs> yeah, he he's, just with, he's with more speed. He's kind of tiny. He's six feet one ninety. But he's the perfect Deshaun Jackson replacement. Perfect protege if, for keeping Deshaun around too. Like yes, he can learn how to track the ball. <laughs> like this is this. Let me see if I can find a a, a, a sooner um, a sooner. Um, oh my goodness! What am I trying to say? Uh, evaluation for him. So this is an evaluation on the Draft Network um, from October. October 2nd. Hen, um, 
Henry Ruggs aligns a wide receiver for Clemson Tide, spread offense attack. Three-year player, two-year starter. He mostly aligns inside with 10 and 11 personnel sets. In the run game, he's he is good. He has a rare run-after catch ability and is a threat to take to the distance whenever he touches the football. For a wide receiver, he displays good lower body strength to run through arm tackles. He is well coached and will get his correct route um, route depth. He is disciplined. Um, yeah, I'm like a lot of the penalties today. Um, plays hard and doesn't have the when he, and when he doesn't have the football as evidence in his willingness to be a stalk blocker down the field and run plays. In the passing game, he is excellent. If you do not reroute him at the line of scrimmage, he will beat you with excellent foot quickness or good upper body strength. When he beats you off the line, it could be a touchdown every time. For this reason, he forces coordinates to play soft press at the line of scrimmage. He is a good, disciplined route runner and does a good job getting to his depth even when he is pressed. Plays with very good instincts and will get to to correct route depth and knows where the sticks are. He is fearless and will run slants and six routes over the middle and not flinch. He demonstrates excellent um, competitiveness by making contested catches and critical moments in games. He plays with good instincts and will sit in his route down without running into coverage. On intermediate routes, he does an excellent job of dropping his weight with excellent separation, quickness, and getting out of his break at the top of his route. On deep balls, he does a very good job of tracking the football and making tough over-the-shoulder <laughs> catches. Although he seemingly has shorter than ideal arm length and may have smallish hands, he plays with good catch efficiency in the exposures I've had. Doesn't have a big catch radius and will let the ball get into his body at times. While this can be eliminated with coaching, this can be an issue in the NFL with windows closed faster and coverage is tight. Ruggs is a little stiff-hipped as a ball carrier in space, but is still a threat to take it to distance. On third down, this player can align inside or outside. He projects with good ability on special teams as a gunner, kick returner, and punt returner. In the NFL, he's started in the slot or on the outside on the strong side. This player has the explosion, lower body strength, big playability, hips, and size that are reminiscent of Brandon Cooks. However, Ruggs has more versatility in his ability to run every route on the route tree. Did I sell you? You told me a whole thesaurus, yeah. <laughs> so, Ruggs over Devontae Smith? Yes, the, the, over Devontae Smith. Smith is a second, third-round player. Okay. What about Ruggs and Devontae Smith? I'll take both. Like right now, the second round, the, the second round, I also had the other than Dylan Moses, which I'm tempted to take because even though he he might be a little bit of a red shirt um, uh, player, he's a, he's so he could be he could be a Jalen Smith or Miles Jack type player. Like, take a little bit off and then come back and be a really big impact player. But, um, you know, then we got Kenneth Murray there, a linebacker at Oklahoma, who I really like, who here dropped down to second round. And in my, I had an article a few weeks ago of, of the players that might, Eagles might have to trade up for, and that he was one of the players. I guess he had a bad year. Um, I really like him. KJ Hamler of Penn State, speed. A lot of speed. Um, so that's another wide receiver they can take. Or Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma, who's a very good defensive tackle. Like they can go, they can go any way in the second round. And I'd rather them. I think for me like in this situation if mm-hmm. Dylan Moses is available I'm drafting Dylan Moses like he's he's so good I'm drafting him right now he's he's just that good but on a scale of 1 to 10 for each player what's the likelihood you think Eagles go for those kind of players like I 
I'm I'm, I'm I have trust issues right now after this after this season. I mean, knowing our medical staff <laughs> and seeing how Jordan Howard Stinger has cost him three weeks. I mean, I know Stingers can can really lead into the the neck nerves and, and everything like that. It's it's, but hopefully it's not, it doesn't turn into a herniated disc for his neck. I don't think they signed Jordan Howard to an extension. I mean, if if this is more serious than it is, then he's definitely gone. No, but I'm saying like even if he comes back, say like week 15 comes back, I I just don't think he's in the plans. I don't. I mean, they have that contingency plan on Ajay. on on Ajayi, who doesn't look as quick as he used to. Give him more chances, then. Like it's <laughs> two carries aren't gonna let him show. Two carries him. is enough, okay? One yeah, carry is more carries. than enough. Yeah. Two yeah. carries is overdoing it. Kiss my ass. <laughs> like let him let him show off what he can do. He's been working his ass off to get to this point. Let him know instead of giving Sanders 17 carries, or even if you're giving whoa, whoa, whoa. Sanders, even if you're giving 17 carries to carries. Sanders, give Wentz less throws and give more runs. That's but, what doesn't make sense. Like, why is Wentz throwing for over 40 times in back-to-back weeks, like, and your running game is still under 20? It's it's just you know. And Eagles are on a three three game losing streak right now. The first in Doug Peterson's tenure. Like this is, oh man. Like, it's 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 unbelievable. Start, right? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Oh man! Like it's the only positives to take away from this, like I said, is Wentz is still healthy. JJ finally caught a touchdown, even though he only got two receptions in the game, or no, two targets in the game. One, think, one two percent. targets, one touch, one reception. Miles looked good. He was over 100 um, all-purpose yards. Um, Barnett looked good. Barnett was, was, Barnett was in the backfield every play. He looked good. He was. He was. You called it. He was your breakout player. I called for Dallas Goddard. Goddard looks really good. Moving on. I mean, I called for twelve sacks from Barnett, but he's been he's been pressure after pressure after pressure. He's been. He looks really good this year. Like even like you know with the little knickknacks in here and there, he looks pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like this, like I said on Twitter, I usually have words. For mostly anything, but this one I just I don't I don't have any words. Like you, you let a really bad team, an average (laughs) average quarterback who had the same amount of touchdowns and interceptions this year, ten and ten, who had a losing record against you in his career, two, three, and one. I know he beat you last year, but it was really more. He had Deshaun Jackson last year. Yeah, that was the, that was the main reason he beat us last year. You know, and you know, you're looking at now a, a, a team five and seven, still one game out of the first place, still one game out. But yeah. even like, and it's funny because we called it early in the early in the season. I asked you if you know if this team makes the playoffs, you think we'll do damage or if they'll be one and done. And I think we both agreed on that they'll be a one and done team if they yeah. make the playoffs. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like if they if they if they make the play if they win the division, they're either facing because I because with the 49ers losing today, I think they're only one game up on Seahawks now. Well, Seahawks have to win tomorrow, but um, 
I think I think that will make the Seahawks if the win if the Seahawks win tomorrow. I'm not looking in front of me right now. If the Seahawks win tomorrow, I believe they're nine and three, and the the Niners right now are ten and two. One of those teams is going to be a wild card. If one of those teams will be facing the Eagles in that wild card game, mm-hmm. do we really want to see another? I mean, uh, we're going to need a, a triple doink this time. Eagles defense faced, you know, they, they faced Wilson and they were really good. But do you really want to trust Russell Wilson against this defense for the second time? In Seattle. In Seattle? No, no, it would be in Philly because it's the, it, the division winner. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, I forgot. It would be at home, but still, are you are you trusting the Eagles defense against Russell Wilson for the second time in a season? Can Nick Foles play cornerback? Can uh, we, that's, you think that's possible? Yeah. <laughs> like it, the the season, actually, I mean, if the Eagles won a division, they might have an easier time against either one because. Seahawks and Niners face each other for the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. That might, and it's in Seattle. It might be the game for the division. They beat each other up. They got to play the next week. That's true. But one of them might have a bye. One of them might not for the wild card. But do you like? I honestly. Not that I'm saying that in confidence, but yeah. But my thing is, like, I honestly wouldn't risk the draft pick to reach the playoffs knowing that we'll, we'll be one and done kind of thing. I know they got to believe in what they're doing, and I know Eagles, like, some Eagles fans will be optimistic about it. But my thing is, like, this team is so bad and badly aged that we really got to, like, retool in the offseason, get younger, and put the right pieces around Wentz on offense, the right pieces around Barnett on defense, and so on, so on, you get me. So it's like, that's my, that's my, my thing. I'm not saying they should tank. I'm just saying logically thinking, like. If they were facing any other teams the rest of the season, I would agree. But I don't want to see them tank at the expense of the other teams in the division getting wins. Yeah. Because literally every single game the rest of the season is against a division opponent. We got the Giants on Monday night. Then you got the Redskins. Then you got the Cowboys. Then you got the Giants. I wouldn't mind a Cowboys win. Like Eagles, we beating the Cowboys just for just to kind of like to kill that streak that they have on us right now. Oh, me too. But you know, the fact of the matter is, if if the Cowboys lose to the Bears next, they st- the Cowboys have two straight really hard games. No matter what you want to say about the those teams' quarterbacks, they have the Bears next Thursday, and then the Rams, and then the Rams. Both teams with pretty good defenses, and the Rams. Maybe Jalen Ramsey decides to show up that game. Um, who knows? But well, thank God we didn't trade. <laughs> <sighs> I think you're you're one for two on on, on trade demands. Because <laughs> Chris Harris has no Chris Harris hasn't really been good this year. Any either. Oh, what the hell happened to him? <laughs> he, he hasn't been good either. One for three. Demonte Parker's been the only one exploding. Well, said I wanted. Robbie Anderson's been pretty good with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but still like imagine well, I'm actually happy Devontae Parker is not here with this coaching staff because who knows what he would have been doing. It would have been Michael another said, I don't know how to use, I don't know how to use Devontae <laughs> Parker. I s I've seen his tape in Miami, how he can get up and get the ball, just th- I don't know how to pr- incorporate that. I don't know how high we should throw it above his head. <laughs> oh, my what God. Coach, uh, 
like, like, I don't even want to even look at Facebook for their, that segment. Like, it's... Yeah, I think, I mean, we, uh, just for the sake of fans. Actually, actually... Uh, no. Someone said, look at all the Wentz ass kissers still blaming everything but Wentz for all of the Eagles' losses. Really? He did... Bro, he did not do anything really wrong in this game. Like, yeah, like a couple balls sailed, a couple balls dropped. Like, <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but there's a petition going on right now. Make the Eagles walk home from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Sign the petition. Eagles social media is still undefeated as the team is is defeated. <laughs> make, make. No, no, make Schwartz walk home. And then keep Matt Collins on the plane, but then make him walk to Canada. He doesn't need to be on this team anymore. He doesn't. No, he really doesn't. Like, there was just so many boneheaded penalties. One from... One from... I didn't get the Drenigan penalties too much. The first there has to be a, there, there has to be a, a black and white line. But it's, it's yeah, just, but he, he fell on the floor. Like, what are you supposed to do? just look at Fitzpatrick from the bottom? Like, uh, kind of. His job is still supposed to take down the quarterback. Like, there's got to be a black, you know, a black and white to this you're freaking penalty. Supposed penalties. to tap the quarterback and say, "Gotcha." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. At this it, point, I don't, I don't doubt that. <laughs> So here's here's another one. The real reason this team has been overrated and given way too much credit. Roseman had help from Ho Douglas catching lightning in a bottle in 2016, but his body of work, especially in the draft personnel evaluations in 2010, has been abysmal. Only reason Roseman's GM is because his family got him the job with the Lurries, and Jeffrey loves his non-football nerd types running his organization. These people hate traditional football guys and thunder knows that real blue-collar working men that grew up playing sports not having every advantage and privilege like Lurie and Roseman. I'm I'm not there yet with Roseman. I'm, I'm not, not going through that. I'm not either, but I'm, I think next year is my last year with him. Yeah, depending on what he does those offices. Like you got to be you got to be smart, man. Like why is it that the fans and the media they legit know more about what to do with this team than the freaking... Then, you know, all these fans out there, go be GMs. Go do it. I applied, but they never called me back. You know, my references weren't up to snuff. <laughs> but, he, like, here's the deal. If, like, so let's look quickly before we're ending. You told me that girl wouldn't know what to do with me over there. Yeah, it's... <laughs> shorts, shorts will lie me the wrong way. <laughs> but, so we're looking at... So if... The only players that would not account to dead cap if they were to cut be cut next year. Malcolm Jenkins. Not cutting him. They're not cutting him, but uh, we, we we could say he's not. They're, they're, they're in contract extent talks with him right yeah. now. I mean, who knows if, the, if especially if in the first round, if, let's say they miss out on all the wide receivers. No, then, that's not happening. Don't you ever say that again in your life. I, can I just play devil's advocate no. for one minute? No, no, I rebuke that. Let's say they miss out on all the wide receivers somehow, or they skip over one because we know they they have a tendency to skip over it. skip over talent. We got defensive end again. Grant Delpit from LSU, the safety in LSU, he's great. 
Time, you know, if you, if you lose Malcolm Jenkins and you get him, uh, we, we'll see. Uh, Nigel Bradham. Yeah, he needs to. Yeah. You can you can cut him and save four million dollars. Do it. Um, well, Malcolm Jenkins, you would you would save about four million dollars. You would have a cap hit of six million, dead money in six million, but cap savings of four million. No, I want Jenkins to Bradham. Bradham, dead money, five million, put cap savings, four million. Cut him. Uh, let's see. You could cut Derek Barnett. You don't get any savings. No, why would I do that? Um, uh, you can cut Sidney Jones. You save Damn a million. right. <laughs> save a million. One point three million there. Has he played since like? When was the last time he played? <laughs> I don't know. You could cut Dallas Goddard, but you only save four hundred thousand. Absolutely not. You cut, you cut LeBlanc, and you save one point one. We haven't seen him this year, so I can't say nothing. You cut Rasul. You get you cut. You save seven hundred fifty thousand. I'm still on the Rasul train. Probably the two biggest yeses to cuts right now. You could cut Duke Riley, and you save eight hundred thousand dollars. He's gone. Yeah, they could give me that eight hundred thousand dollars, and I could be exactly. more. And you can cut Matt Collins for one hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars in dead cap, but you save seven hundred and thirty-five thousand. He's gone. He's still gonna be haunted us, even after we cut him. He's gone. Uh, I think there's an option for Darby next year. Um, Darby looked good after. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. No, before his before inter- yeah, before his he, interception. He looked good at his interception. That was but it. But then getting mossed multiple times on both sides of the field. And that was it. Like Jalen looked amazing last last couple weeks, and this week he just looked like old Jalen. He looked terrible. He was being bullied out there, bro. Like I felt so bad for him at some bad. point. And the fact that you come out in in, the, in an interview after after the game and say, "Well, Devontae Parker gets paid." to do those things. He, you get paid to break them up, too. Like, you get paid to cover. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, it's... Uh, they're, they're learning from the coaches. That's what it is. And now... Like, I, I ran... Oh, it was only four posts. Never, never mind. Forget what I was saying. An emotional Zach Ertz after the game. I'm extremely disappointed in my play today. Probably one of my worst games I've played in a long time. We can't let this ruin the season. It probably did. It most likely did. It probably did. I I don't know, man. This is not like... This is not a team that just won the Super Bowl two years ago. It's just like last year. This is not. This the is a team, team looking for an identity, and there's no identity right now. There's no identity. Do you want to be a team that that wins games, loses games... Because you can't score enough points, but your defense played great, or are you losing games because your offense played great, but your defense that that that's what it's been this season, and you're not really winning games because of one or the other right now. It's it's, it's that's not what's happening. You're winning games because the other team's not being that good. And right now, and it's because the coordinators suck. Mm-hmm. It's no doubt about it. And if if Jay Gruden doesn't if Jay Gruden doesn't work out. I really want Jay Gruden as offensive coordinator. But if he doesn't work out, I want them to look at Joe Brady, who is the passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach for – I'm sorry, passing games coordinator and wide receivers coach for LSU. 
Joe Brady took Joe Burrow, who's probably going to be the number one pick this year. Joe Burrow. No one thought of him as a potential number one pick. It was Tua, Tua, Tua. If not, if it wasn't Tua, it was Justin Hebert. And if it wasn't either one of those, maybe Jake Fromm. But Joe Burrow was a glorified game manager in 2018. In 2019, he's probably going to win the Heisman. Because this is Joe, Joe Brady's first game. Joe Brady, first year with the, not first game, first year with, the, with LSU. Joe Brady, the two seasons before this, was with the New Orleans Saints. And he, he, was, he was working under Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael, Joe Moorhead, who's now the head coach of Mississippi State, and Kevin Rogers, who coached Brett Favre under the Vikings. And then he, who was the quarterback he, he coached last year, the last two years? Drew Brees. So you're, you're, you have a very up-and-coming – he graduated college, Joe Brady. Graduated college in 2013. Two years after us. Wait, so this guy graduated college. 2011. How old are you? 30. That's impossible. I was oh, in college. I'm, I'm thinking high school. school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. This Dolphins game got you fucked up. Yo, and I have, uh, I, yeah. So Joe Brady, anyway, Joe Brady. <laughs> has taken an LSU team possibly probably going to win the national championship this year with Joe Burrow, who's lining it up this year. Bring him in as in, even if, if, if you could entice him to not maybe be the offensive coordinator, maybe, you know, if pass, same title he has right now at LSU, you're going to have to throw a lot of money at him because he has a really good gig right now. Other offenses in the league are probably going to look at him for awesome co- offensive coordinator too. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's Holy, how if he then he has to be twenty eight. If if he's um, to have a young mind, a young mind behind Doug Peterson would be to me very exciting because the, this team, this whole organization right now is missing. He's already missing a fire on their ass. Thirty. Yeah, they need that. September twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, and he's leading the offense for LSU, the number one team in the country. Maybe number two, Ohio State, whatever. You know. But, you know, still, you have that kind of mind. I, I hate to say this because I don't view – I still don't view him as highly as Doug Peterson, a mm-hmm. Sean McVay type of mind. Because when, when Sean McVay was, on the, when Sean, was, Sean was on the Redskins, he was so sought after. And then mm-hmm. you see what he did with the Rams. Only for two years, though. Uh, okay, or well, whatever. But – I know it wasn't, you know, Super Bowl three points, whatever. You're still, you're still looking at a really, really bright mind to bring in and help him grow with Wentz. Yeah, they they definitely need that. That's, that's. But he's also growing with Wentz, but also bringing in the knowledge that he just learned from Ed Orgeron, one of the most intense coaches in the whole world. You can't even understand what he's talking about sometimes. Um, and then you, he's learned from Sean Payton. He's learned from Drew Brees, who like and who and coaches who coach with Brett Favre. What else do you want in a coach who has seen, who, who has talked with other people and has this much, this much knowledge? Bring him in to grow with Wentz and hire him after the national championship. Fire grow right after the season ends, and then wait for LSU to be done 
if LSU is still playing after the Eagles season is done, because it might not happen, the Eagles are in the playoffs. But fire grow and say, hey, this is the, you're the only Brady we want on this team. <laughs> Just like that, that's a pitch. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only Brady we want. We don't want to. We don't want you to go to another team and then we beat another Brady. We want this Brady here. And you know, it's like there's really no other offensive minds. Like I'm gonna have to do some more research on this. But there's no other offensive minds that I, I know of right now that I want on this team. Jay Gruden, Joe Brady. Defensively, who the hell knows? Because you Wrong have. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll promote Stoutland to defensive coordinator. No, he's he's doing great with offensive he, offensive yeah. line. He needs to stay right there. But right now, the three coaches that I'm good with staying are Peterson, Stoutland, and Philip Daniels. Again, you saw the defensive line today. Well, what about Dave Fib? Don't 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 tell him he has. I mean, special teams has been is what it is. It's been consistently like there. He's been a really good special teams coach, but that special teams unit hasn't been really good this year. Yeah, but it's not. Been, it hasn't been the worst. It hasn't been the worst, but it hasn't been what what they need on special teams is Chris Marigos again. They need a player. They need a gunner on that damn. They, they don't have one anymore. They don't. Have, Alex Singleton could be that guy, but they don't really give him the chance. They don't give anybody. The they don't damn give chance. anybody a chance. You you perform one week and you're on the bench the next week. It's really mind boggling. Mm-hmm. It's so damn stupid. Like Greg Ward last week again, six catches today, one catch. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch the game to see. JJ catches a touchdown, doesn't see the ball again. It's he didn't. He didn't see the, the first quarter. He didn't see that much. Um, that much action in the first quarter. No. when he was a starting receiver, like that blew my mind. They they, they showed the graphic. JJ Arcega Whiteside starting receiver. And then it was like that was it. Aguilar on the outside. Greg Ward on the inside. Jeffrey on the other side. Aguilar, uh, I'll give it to you, Aguilar. You played played a good, pretty good game today. You had, you had some nice moves out there. Um, you actually made that catch that they overturned and made it a catch. You know, but gotta see a little bit more. But again, the offense came today. It wasn't it wasn't beautiful. It was it was enough. It was it enough. Was to win enough. The game. You score thirty one against the Dolphins, you should win. Yes, absolutely. But the defense, Jalen Mills, Ron oh, Darby. Avante Maddox at times. Then, then we had some suspect tackling, too. And, and then the know, pass rush disappeared in the second half completely. You know, heads need to roll. Heads really need to fucking roll. That's it. Is that how we're ending it? Uh, that's it. The move needs to be made. Eagles have a huge identity crisis and... The moves need to be made to fix it. Like it's like like the Eagles don't even have an identity that anybody wants to steal. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> like identity theft will look at the Eagles and be like, ah, I'll go pass. Uh, yeah, there's better out there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, stay tuned for the breaking news podcast when Chris um Chris's wife goes into labor. Yeah, so here's the deal. Here's the timeline <laughs> for those of you worried about my life. We actually ended up going to the hospital Friday night because we thought my my wife's water broke. It didn't. So we go home. We have another appointment tomorrow in the snowstorm at 7.30 in the morning. They told us to bring our stuff with us just in case. If that ends up being okay and they send us home, I go to work. Wednesday, we have another appointment. If that's all good, then they send us home. Friday, the baby's not here yet. 
Friday night around four or five o'clock, we're going to the hospital to start the induction for birth on Saturday. So before the Giants game on Monday, I will have a baby. All right. But who knows? Like a plan. <laughs> it's probably gonna happen tomorrow during a snowstorm. It might just happen. Because that's what the, my daughter wants to to just just she, she's gonna make come me in with suffer entrance. more and have to worry about a damn snowstorm driving to the hospital. That's it. But thanks for tuning in with us guys. Um as always you can find me at B Cameron PSN. You can find him at Infante fifty four. That's infant with an E fifty four. And we'll talk to you guys next week after well actually for, next uh, week is Giants, right? So on Monday night. Talk to you Tuesday. Yeah. It's a little we got a little longer week. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> something good at least. So nice to dwell on the loss for 10 days. Until then, stay tuned for Chris's mock drafts. <laughs> yep, more mock drafts this week, baby. I'm going to do like 10 different ones. I'm just, yeah, with, yeah, whatever. <laughs> cool. As always, go birds. That's it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.